We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome into the wednesday edition of the pack a day podcast i'm steve ferretch joined as always by sarah kelleher and no dusty evely shame 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 dusty didn't join us mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he even pulled like the last minute bs on us because uh he, we got what about 8 30 we got a message from him. he's like i have to work i don't know if i'm gonna be able to join in and then about five minutes ago he which is 9 30 our time my time 10 30 sarah's time he's like well i might be able to join in about half an hour or so yeah, not happening, bud. Uh, just we love you, but this it's definitely not happening. We need to get this thing on the road. So, uh, yeah, you got Sarah and I for today. So, how you doing, Sarah? What's going on with you? I'm good. I we're one week closer to the actual football mm-hmm. season, so I'm I'm doing great. College football is right around the corner. UCF has their first game next week, and then you know a few more weeks, and then it's the Packers' turn. So. You know, this is the best time of the year and we're so close. It's been a long off season and I'm just ready to get started. I know I'm just ready to talk about football in season too. Yes. We love talking about the Packers. We have a good time doing this every week, but you know, after a while we're like, we just want some real games and real footage to look at and real results and things that actually matter. So I'm really excited that we're, that's just right around the corner. Oh, absolutely. Like it's, it's been such a long off season. Like we're, we're, everybody's just itching for actual real football to be happening. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love seeing Aaron Rodgers slap Matt LaFleur on the ass on the sidelines and like poking him in the chest. Like I love all of that, but I would like to see Aaron Rodgers throwing the football like in a real game to Devontae Adams with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon in the backfield. Like I want all of the real stuff. So we're almost there. It's so, so freaking close and it's going to be amazing when it actually happens. So uh, yeah, we've got some fun stuff to talk about. A couple of news and notes. We've got Will Redmond going to the IR. We've got the Kadar Holman trade. We've got Kamal Martin being cut. John, Josh Avery, Daniel Crawford being cut uh, to get the Packers all the way down to 80 as of today. 
So, Sarah, what was some of your gut reactions? I mean, big ones were Kadar Hallman. Looks like he wasn't even going to be making the team. So, uh, golf clap to Goody for even getting a pick for him. And then uh, Kamal Martin, like, what, what were your reactions to that? Yeah, so I think the Kamal Martin trade was the one that really – or not trade, just the move, sorry, just, like, stood out to me. Just when I took a step back and actually thought about it, it's like, okay, you know, he couldn't really stay healthy. I get why maybe they made this decision. But, you know, on paper, like, this is this was a draft pick, like a recent draft pick, and they're already sure. letting him go. Um, you know, usually they give him – like, we, we saw Josh Jackson. They at least gave him a few years to try and see if it worked out before they, you know, parted their ways and went their own ways. So it's definitely surprising. Um, but, yeah, kudos to Goody. He's able to make moves and at least get something. Um, so – why not? Good for him. Um, you know, I don't think this is like anything major outside of Packers Twitter. You know, this wasn't something they both of these weren't players that were like making headlines or anything, but Hey, if maybe the Packers can get something out of this, then great. Absolutely. Uh, nice thing too. We found out that Jordan love was back at practice. So hopefully he'll be getting some reps at uh, the quarterback position during the week. And then in the, in the last preseason game, I know there's been a lot of back and forth of how important it is for Jordan Love to actually get playing time during the preseason. Where do you, where do you stand on that, Sarah? Like, is it a big deal that he had to miss a game? Like I know there were people saying it was a huge deal for him because, you know, needs every single rep he's gotten. Uh, there's there's people on the other side of the fence of saying, well, Aaron Rodgers was gone for pretty much all the offseason program and Jordan Love got all those reps. So missing one preseason game wasn't a big deal. I'm kind of curious where you stand on him missing one game and now hopefully being back for, for this weekend. I think it's fine. I mean, it sucks. It would have been great for him to have that experience, but I don't think it's the end of the world. I don't think it's this earth shattering thing that Jordan Love had to miss a preseason game. I mean, they said he's going to be back this weekend and he's going to play. He played in the first game. Yes, I know maybe not as long because of the injury, but he's still getting reps. Like you said, Steve, he was there all summer and all spring getting reps too. So I think it's fine. You know, unless something crazy happens, he's not going to be the starter. So just slowly, you know, get him warmed up, get him a little more comfortable. Um, so I think it's fine. It's one game. If, you know, he didn't play in last week's game and he wasn't playing in this week's game, I think I would maybe have a little bit of a stronger opinion. Like, Oh, that really sucks that basically he played only a half of preseason and nothing else, but he's probably going to get, you know, a solid game if you total all his time together um, in. So why not? You know, I think it'll, I think it'll work out. Definitely agree with you. I mean, I'm not, I, I don't think it like, I think the overreaction is he's missing so much time. He looked good in game one. He had some good throws, got some good tape on there. And if they do plan on trading him and he can put some good tape down for preseason game number three, that, that's enough. Like that's enough that somebody should be able to bite on a trade if need be. Or if Aaron Rodgers does move on and the Packers move on from him, that hopefully they've seen enough from, from Jordan Love. But missing one game, not the biggest deal in the world. But I did want to kind of transition because uh, Aaron Rodgers was on Jim Rome. And I only saw I, I saw one clip of it and I sent it to you and we kind of both spitballed on it. But tell me what you what you thought of it because Aaron Rodgers first talks about 
his mental state and where he needed to be in order to come back to the Packers this year, which I found very fascinating because I feel like it kind of opened up a little bit more than we had seen on that level. And then he did talk about Jordan Love a little bit. So tell me what you kind of took away from that, that Jim Rome, that two minute clip of Jim Rome. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. I always think whenever Rogers is kind of one-on-one with someone interviewing like that, we always get some really good tidbits and a little more insight into who he is and how his brain works. I mean, we had Matt on the show last week and Matt with him almost every day. And he's like, we still don't know how his brain works. We still don't get it. So any little bit that we can get um, is always really helpful. And so something that I took away from it is that Rogers is locked in. He's ready to go. He said, you know, again, I was prepared last year for that to be my last year in green Bay. And I was hoping, you know, in some way that it could work out and that it wouldn't. And now here we are, it worked out. Yes. There was drama and all the crazy BS that happened over the summer, but now he's here. He's going to be the starter for the green Bay Packers in September. And he seems so relaxed so ready to go and just he kept talking about gratitude and how grateful he is and how he believes the good leadership starts with gratitude and it seems like Aaron Rodgers is just very grateful to be on the Packers to be in the NFL to be where he is now have Randall Cobb back and his buddies all around him again so you know if you're a Packers fan and you listen to that interview I would walk away from that feeling really really good about Aaron Rodgers and what he's going to do this season as far as what he said about Jordan Love um you know in my opinion it was nothing new he said he really likes Jordan that he enjoys working with him that he's a great kid um so that's good you know people will say that he hates him and that he's a terrible leader and all that but clearly that's not true I, I if you follow any of them on Instagram you see Jordan Love will post stories with Rogers and vice versa. So it's good to see that there is a relationship there and that it seems like Rogers is a little more comfortable kind of serving as that mentor where we know Favre wasn't necessarily that guy for Rogers. So it's kind of nice to see um, him step up and, you know, he doesn't have to do that, but it seems like he wants to. Yeah. Jordan Love had called it a uh, master Padawan relationship and then Rogers corrected him and said it was a Yoda Luke Skywalker relationship so I mean the star any Star Wars fans out there got super excited because Aaron Rodgers just called Jordan Love Luke Skywalker who obviously is the savior to all of the Star Wars so I mean man like that's that's just an overwhelming just stamp of approval from Aaron Rodgers but yeah like you said I really enjoyed his his from the clip there's it was two minutes but i mean honestly like hearing him say all these things about how he thought that last year was gonna be his last year with his packers and how he needed to mentally get wrap his head around being what this all meant and and being to to be a good leader and all this kind of stuff where it was just kind of really cool like i, I you got a glimpse into a little bit more into what his off season was where his head was and how he needed what he needed to do in order to get ready mentally for the season, which is something we never really, really get a glimpse into. So I really, really enjoyed it a lot. Sarah, most important conversation we're going to have today. Spider-Man trailer dropped. Tell me what you thought of it. I need to know. I have no words. I truly have no words. (laughs) It was so good. And I know it leaked and everybody saw the leak, but it was like, 
watching it on an Android phone because you couldn't even see anything. But, oh my gosh, I am so excited for this movie. I was telling Steve before we started recording, I literally already took off work December 17th because I'm going on midnight December 16th. Like, I don't care. So I am very excited about this. Um, If you haven't watched it, highly recommend. And if you have never watched any of the MCU movies or Spider-Man movies, highly recommend watching those. You've got a few months to catch up. So so good. I'm very excited. Thank you for asking. Of course, of course. I could, I mean, I couldn't go in, I couldn't go and not talk about Marvel with you, especially on this. I did not see the leak trailer at all. So all of a sudden it popped up on my timeline. And I was like, oh damn, new trailer. And I watched all things like okay like i watched uh dr strange uh probably a couple months ago for the first time and like absolutely love that one like the whole concept of all, all that stuff and then seeing him in the middle of the trailer the multiverses and like dude this super super excited to see this one so it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Now, uh, since there's not a lot going on right now, Sarah and Dusty is not here to just ramble on about an offensive concept that he is writing about or something that both of us have no clue what the hell he's talking about. We did come up with an idea just uh, just a little bit uh, to have a little fun and have a little content um, about the Packers before the season starts. So what we're going to do, we're going to predict our offensive MVP, defensive MVP, rookie of the year, 
biggest surprise and biggest disappointment of the year. So pretty much whatever you want to take that away as that's what it, it's fully up to you, but uh, we'll start on it with you as who you believe will be the offensive MVP of the year. Yes, this is a cop-out, easy answer, but Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I, I kind of alluded to it before, like, unless we're going to say a player that isn't Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I feel like it's pretty obvious that it's probably Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, or Aaron Jones. Like, one of those three guys is going to be the offensive MVP, so not much to say there. It's pretty obvious. Um, I did go, I did avoid the cop-out answer. I did go with Devontae. Okay. I figured, um, you know, playing for what, 13, like 13 and a half games or whatever he played in and still had 115 catches. Like if he's fully healthy and goes off for 145 catches and, you know, 1800 yards and 20 touchdowns, because Aaron Rodgers does love him some Devontae Adams. I know Randall Cobb's back, but still, I think number one is going to be looking right at 12 is going to be looking at 17 right away. So that would be my, as long as everybody's healthy, I think Devonte is prime for like a huge year and then just, just a huge pay increase. So that would be my offensive MVP. What about defensive MVP? So again, there could be a cop-out answer for this. You could say Jair Alexander, obviously, but I don't think I don't think there's a cop-out answer for this. I think that's this one is way more in-depth than anything. Okay. Well, I felt like Jair Alexander was an easy answer. So in my opinion, that's like, okay, duh. But I think Darnell Savage is gonna have a huge year this year. We have the same answer. Oh, okay. I was like, why is he looking at me like that? Like, like I said something wrong, but you now I know no, I, get the right I, answer. Honestly, like I kind of figured Jair would have been your answer, and I wanted to go a little off the, I guess off the board. But uh, I mean, I I think he's ascending. He's doing everything he wants to do. He's he's learned so much, and I'm like the way that they're going to play him all over the place. Like he's just primed to have a huge breakout year. Like he did so many good things the second half of the season. Uh, so I, I mean, I'm just, I guess I'm a little shocked. I did not think we would both have the same answer for that. <laughs> I uh, mean, that's cool, but no, that's good. That's good. And I mean, the, my, my second, my second place answer was actually would have been Rashawn Gary. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I've been, I've been jacked about him since the day he was drafted. I remember, I, re, I still remember being on the cheesehead TV, like, draft recap or whatever you know uh, what's going on and everybody's like i don't understand what's happening why would why would they pick Rashawn gary that doesn't make any sense and i still remember being like dude this is gonna be awesome like he's gonna be amazing and uh yeah i think yeah so savage is my number one but i think gary would be my number two all right uh rookie of the year this one this one's tough but i think I'm going to go with Josh Myers. I I mean, everything people are saying about him in camp is so complimentary. He's immediately running with the ones, doing all sorts of great stuff. So, um, you know, he might not be the flashiest, you know, sexiest rookie of the year in terms of things that are catching people's attention, but I think he's going to be someone that's really consistent and reliable for the Packers this season. So. 
Well, that's two for uh, that's two for, two for <laughs> us. I also have Josh Myers as my rookie of the year. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I can't really argue with anything you said. I I really believe uh, Royce Newman was actually my second in contention. I just kind of figured um, with everything going on, I thought that he might. Uh, you know, they're they're putting him at right guard. They're putting him at left guard. Who knows? But I just kind of figured. Myers is so important to that team, like as the center, that if he can step in as a rookie and do that, that, um, yeah, that, that, that would scream most important rookie to me. So, okay, let's, let's move on. Biggest surprise of the year. So I went with Preston Smith. I feel like two years or two seasons ago, obviously he was a standout on the Packers defense, him and Zadarius, the Smith brothers, everything, you know, that came with that and was really exciting. And then last year it was kind of disappointing um, to see how Preston Smith did, but um, people have said he's been doing pretty well in camp. Um, He talked to the media a few days ago about how he really adjusted his body and um, changed his mindset and is feeling really good. So I think he's going to come out and have a great year this year for the Packers kind of bounce back. And I'm excited for that. We need that energy on defense from the Packers. (laughs) I am going to say defensive tackle uh, rookie T.J. Slate. Like that is my guy. I think there I think it's just there's so much of an opportunity for him next to Kenny Clark. I've said this since he was drafted where you watch his videos, you watch his highlights and he makes plays and then disappears. But I mean being able to learn from Kenny Clark and the lack of defensive line depth for the Packers, I think he has such a huge opportunity in front of him that if he wasn't making plays in camp, if he wasn't making plays in preseason, sure, that'd be one thing. But, I mean, everybody's talking about him. And if they can get some things out of him, um, you know, and having number two interior offensive lineman on him as opposed to Kenny Clark, man, that's uh, – he's a big dude, and he he has shown that he's not just a run stuffer. He can actually rush the passer. So that is something I, I'm – Fingers crossed, that would be my hope that he can do something. So that was my biggest surprise. And now we will end with the biggest disappointment of the year, which I know it's really horrible for us to have to try to pick something shitty that will happen to the Packers. But Sarah, tell me, what do you think would be the biggest disappointment for the Packers this year? So this person has kind of just been disappointing me already in preseason and towards the end of last season, JK Scott, what is going on with JK Scott? A 21 yard punt the other day in the preseason game. I feel like this is going to be, or could be detrimental to the Packers because special teams is already a mess we can't stop anyone, you know, (laughs) they give up so many yards. Um, And now, okay. So we're already, the Packers already give up so many yards on special teams, pretty much every kickoff or punt return. (laughs) But now JK Scott is barely punting the ball, giving them even better field position to begin with. I just can't deal with this JK Scott. I hope you prove me wrong. 
I hope you go back to JK 47, whatever Pat McAfee was calling you. I'm worried. So I hope this is wrong, but I, I don't feel good about JK Scott right now. I, I don't understand. How do you go from being the best punter in college to forgetting how to punt the ball? It doesn't make any sense at all. I uh, like, again, that's, that's a great answer. And mine, I I almost don't want to say it because I don't want to project this out in the world, but I think the biggest disappointment is going to be Eric Stokes. Oh, I listen, I think he's got the talent and I think he can develop into something very good. However, if he is your day one starter on the outside, I have worries. I have worries that it will take – like, it's cornerback in the NFL. It takes time. There is – even with Jair, like, he wasn't, re- he wasn't ready to go right away. Like, it takes time to get up to speed, like, and to be at the speed of NFL wide receivers. Like, Devontae is cooking him at the line. That has been noted multiple times. And that's great for him. Like he's he's learning things. He's understanding how to react. He's understand. He's he's getting like a trial by fire, which is great. But you're not going to turn that around in like a week. You're not going to have that all figured out as soon as possible. So, I think if people are people are getting super excited about him and trying to be like, oh, he's Jair Junior. He's gonna be he's gonna be locked down on the outside as well. I, I think it's almost like a, a, a temperament, like just trying to calm people down a little bit of like, he's still a rookie cornerback. Like he, there's going to be a crap ton of growing pains. Like there's going to be plays that are going to piss you off. There's going to be plays that are be really good. But to me, that, that is the biggest like shining disappointment. Like it's not going to be this lockdown corner on the other side outside of Jair too. So that's kind of, I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I think it makes sense. I think it's a valid worry, but I'm just scared because I really don't want that to happen. So, I mean, I don't want it to happen either, but I'm just trying to, you know, talk about what's actually happening as opposed to, you know, rose colored glasses or green and gold colored glasses that everybody is wearing. Oh man, we got number two locked down with the best secondary in the NFL. Like, no, we, there's a lot to be proven still. So, all right, guys, we've got some questions from you. A couple that we want to hit on Twitter. Actually, Dusty did. Oh, Dusty's out. Okay. I just wanted to uh, make sure that I really got that. He is out. So let's hit the Twitter questions. First up, I have got Tyler. He wants to know, what brings you the most joy as a Packers fan? I can find a positive no matter what the outcome, but I really enjoy interceptions, great defense. And also what is your idea of the perfect meal? So Sarah, what gets you like the most jacked up as a Packers fan? Sounds horrible, but winning, I guess. 
don't know. Um, no, I, something that gets me really excited as a Packers fan is whenever they have night games at Lambeau field. Um, it's just so much fun to watch. The atmosphere is electric. You can feel it through the television. Basically. It's like, Oh my gosh, I want to be there so bad. Um, and when I have gone to a night game at Lambeau field, it was like one of the best nights ever. So that just always brings me joy. Like under the lights at Lambeau, um, is always a great time. Fireworks are going off. So that's something, I mean, a lot of things bring me joy as a Packers fan. We're very lucky. The Packers have been good pretty much my entire existence. So, um, so I've just been kind of spoiled in that way, but I love it. A lot of things bring me joy. I mean, doing this podcast brings me joy. Wouldn't do that without the Packers. So, you know, writing for Cheesehead TV, a lot of things, met a lot of cool people through this. So that brings me joy too. But, um, that that would be my answer for that. What's my idea of a perfect meal? Um, it's a good question. I think definitely like multiple courses, you know, have a good salad appetizer type thing. And then I would have to say like a good filet or something as the main entree. And then give me. You do know what cuts of meat are. That's impressive. <sighs> Yeah, whatever. Um, so with so I want a filet with maybe some mashed potatoes and I don't know, something good there. And then there has to be dessert. There absolutely has to be dessert. And I don't need really fancy dessert. Like I'm not like, oh, it has to be like this. No, you could literally bring me a tub of ice cream and I'd be really happy with that. So any kind of sweets in any form um, at the end of it, that would kind of be my perfect meal. I think the biggest joy that I get as a Packers fan, it's it's on the offense and it's a deep ball, man. When you see Aaron Rodgers like do his little thing where he like cocks his, you know, his shoulder back a little bit and you know it's going deep and then you just it just chucks the ball. I mean, even when Favre was doing it, like that is something that every time you're just like, "Oh god, oh something's happening. Oh something's happening. Let, let's see what happens." Like and yeah, especially especially when he gets somebody to jump off when he gets somebody jumping off sides like you know something's good's happening so i think that is probably one of the biggest joys that i get as a packers fan like watching that i'll i'll go down as far as a perfect meal a a perfect meal is something i don't ever have to do the dishes for so normally it's not a meal that's happy. Yeah, I'm not cooking it. I'm not cooking my oh, yeah, exactly. Like if someone it is, is I'm not something doing that is not going down at my house <laughs> for sure. Uh but like you said, just you know, multiple courses, appetizer, steaks, potato, like all that kind of stuff. Like I'm very, very simple on that level, like steak, potatoes, uh, and a vegetable, like always goes goes really well, and cheesecake like a good chocolate cake. That's always really good for me. So look, keep it simple, but as long as I don't have to prepare the meal or clean up for it, that makes it even better. Next up, we probably have the question of the night from our good friend, Jen Mack, who does uh, the pack of day podcast, who does uh, game on Wisconsin, who does like a million different things and is awesome at everything she does. Uh, but this one is straight up for you, Sarah. With the Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man trailer dropping, who would make a better Spider-Man, Steve or Dusty? 
So this was originally going to be a really hard question. And I saw this <laughs> before I went to orchestra and it was like, oh crap. Like when I get home and I'm going to have to record. Nope. I'm, I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you. I want you to take out the fact that Dusty bailed on us. I want the original answer from you. I didn't have an original answer. I was still thinking. I checked my phone and Dusty says, I can't come. So I'm like, okay, it's going to Steve because with great power comes great responsibility. And so Dusty, love you, but Steve, Steve showed up. So congrats, Steve. Yeah. But however I feel, it's very, you know, it, it doesn't feel like a great victory on my part. Well, hey, there's probably going to be multiple Spider-Mans and the new Spider-Man, so maybe you can both be Spider-Man. That's a possibility. You're just a Spider-Man from a different universe. So, And that actually leads to the next question we got from Matt Pickett. Uh, he said, what are, you, what are you watching for in this Saturday's game? And then borrowing from Jen, which Into the Spider-Verse Spider-Man do you most identify with? And his food question is, pick one, sushi, fish fry, or lobster? Lots to dissect there, but... Uh, My word. All right. What well, are you watching for on Saturday? What am I watching for on Saturday? Um, well, I think everybody is just going to see, want to see what Jordan Love does. So that's obviously one thing. Another thing is just what's going to happen with the O-line. So the O-line didn't play very well. We won a preseason. They played a lot better this past weekend. So what are they going to do this week? Um, I'm just kind of curious to see um, how that pans out, how they play. Um, but other than that, I'm just excited. You know, it's kind of the last shot to see some of these guys. Um, but it, Hey, like no hate on preseason, but I'm just excited that this is the last preseason game. And then the Packers won't sit 30 plus players that I usually enjoy watching. So, um, so I'll definitely looking for Jordan love and just how the O-line performs. Um, which end of the spider verse Spider-Man do I most identify with? Um, I think I know that answer already. I feel like I'd want to say spider Gwen just because she's the coolest ever. Um, and I would want to be like her, but I don't know. Like, I feel like sometimes I could just be the spider pig too. Um, (laughs) um, but no, I've talked about it before. I love spider Gwen and she growing up was always one of my favorite, like cartoon heroes and just the the comics. So I'd, I'd have to go with her, but I do spy the spider pig. Peter Porker does have a soft spot in my heart as well. And then food, sushi, fish fry, or lobster. I'm going to go with fish fry. So, you know, especially like a good old Wisconsin fish fry. So I mentioned on last week's episode that I will be going up to Green Bay um, in October. And my dad has already picked out on Friday when we arrive where we'll be going for Friday fish fry. He is very excited. Yeah, he loves to fish. He's actually leaving on a fishing trip today to Alaska. So, um, so yeah, so he is very excited. And last time we were there, we did not do Friday fish fry. So I'm yeah. just going to go with that. Shout out to you, dad. I know you'll be proud of me for that answer. So. <laughs> Uh, what am I watching for on Saturday? I am not going to be watching the game on Saturday. I will be on a little mini vacation with the family. So uh, at the Indiana Dunes and doing some beach stuff and having fun with the kids. So 
it's the third preseason game. Doesn't really matter. It's all good. Uh, we'll get a little tape on a couple people, but besides that, yeah, not not too worried about it. Uh, what into the Spider Verse character would I be? Uh, I think that would be the Jake Johnson character, who is like overeating and has the belly. Like that totally sounds about right for me. And then food, pick one, sushi, fish fry, or lobster. Man, I would love to pick the fish fry, and I know I, to- I totally should, but sushi, like, oh, if you get a good, good, good sushi roll. I hate oh, sushi. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. You're like 12 years old. No. Uh, once you're an adult, come back and talk to me about, uh, like, it doesn't have to be, like, super raw fish, but, no, like, some crabs, some avocado, uh, All right, the avocado one isn't yeah, too no, bad. Like honestly, like it, and there's uh, like cooked like it's a like cooked shrimp with avocado and crab and rice and like dude, it's uh, yeah. There's some good stuff out there. You don't have to go with the super. I know everybody says sushi is like super raw fish. No, you don't have to go that way. So um, I do love a, a good sushi roll. So that would be my pick. And then last question we've got from Kevin Cushing. The Packers roster is stacked with talent. It is why is it wise uh, to enter the season with a backup second year quarterback uh, that has never been active in the NFL game for an NFL game, or should they bring in a veteran QB? Sarah, what do you think? So this is a great question. Honestly, mm-hmm. shout out to Absolutely. you, Kevin, because I think this is one of the best questions we've gotten all off season. So this is something that I worry about. I, you know, I'm a big believer in trusting the Packers and trusting, you know, the plan that they have. And they had Blake Bortles and they let Blake Bortles go and are moving forward with love as the backup quarterback. So is it wise I'm not really sure. Um, Does it worry me? Absolutely. So, um, you know, that's why, you know, maybe you could argue, we talked about a little earlier, why these preseason games are so important for Jordan Love to play in because, you know, God forbid something happens to Rodgers. Yeah, he's the next guy up. He's got to be able to go. But I truly do not think that the Packers would make that decision if they didn't believe Love was at least, you know, ready to go. So it is a little worrisome, but... I think it'll be okay, and it's probably the right move in the end. And I would say I do not believe they should bring in a veteran quarterback at all. All that's going to do is mess with Jordan Love, and if you do believe that he is quarterback of the future, you need to pump him up. You need to make sure that he knows that you believe in him, and bringing in a veteran quarterback does nothing but undermine him as a quarterback. So – Yes, I understand what you're talking about. I understand why having a a a backup quarterback that has never thrown a pass in an NFL game could be considered worrisome. However, I believe if you believe in Jordan Love as the Packers do, you don't want to bring anybody in. So that will do it, guys. Uh, Sarah, it's been a lot of fun. Dusty's not around. Um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be back next week. But you got any closing thoughts? Any anything you need to tell us about? 
Yeah. So I'll recap up Saturday, probably afternoon. I know the game's at one o'clock, so probably right around dinner time. If you're looking for a good read, I'll have a recap of the game. You know, maybe if you're like Steve and you're on vacation or you're doing something, you didn't get to catch the game. I'll have a good recap up, you know, what, what you should know and what we learned and all that good stuff. So definitely check that out. I know a few of you already have been following along throughout the preseason, but yeah, I'm just excited. We're so close. We are so close to Packers football, legit Packers football um, and being there. And it's just great. I feel like September and October, I'm just looking forward to those months so much, like actually getting to go to Green Bay. But, you know, as we wrap up kind of this, our last episode of the preseason, you know, next we have an episode, a couple episodes in between, but um, next actual game the Packers will play will be week one against the Saints. So, you know, thank you guys. It's been an interesting off season and you stuck with us and followed along. So we really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun and I know we'll have a lot of fun this year. You know, Pat McAfee, Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays are back. So we'll have that on every show, just like we did during the last season. So a lot of good stuff's coming your way and we're excited that you guys are a part of it. I got nothing else, man. I just, Go get a vaccination if you haven't done it yet, and you'll be able to be able to go into Lambeau. You'll be able to go into whatever stadium you need to. So uh, do that. And as we've talked about, as always, if if you ever have anything you need to talk about, our DMs are always open. Uh, that's at Sarah Keller four at Steve Perhatch at Dusty Evely at Packaday Podcast. Love to chat with you guys. So thank you again for questions for everything you guys have done for us. Um, feel free to reach out whenever, whenever uh, we'd love to talk to you. So thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. Hopefully Dusty will be back too, but uh, until then, go pack, go.